welcome to another trip down the bourbon road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. Well, you know who likes to give back to their community? is one of our sponsors, Jim, Chris Cruz from Cruz Customs Flags. He does custom flags out of bourbon barrels. Not only does that he do that, but he's also using veterans to build those flags with. I've got one right behind me, Jim. I know you got one on your bar. Beautifully handcrafted, repurposing a bourbon barrel, uh, not throwing it away, not making it into smoking chips, making a piece of Americana, right? It's something that'll last uh, probably quite a few years longer than a bourbon barrel would, right? Not only that, but he's using veterans to build those uh, pieces of art with. You know, you got to love that. But he's also giving back to his community at all times, helping veterans out like ourselves. Um, He is really in tune to that. Go check his site out, uh, cruisecustomsflags.com. You can buy his flags on there, key holders. Heck, Jim's got some of these neat little cups that are charred inside made out of oak that you can put a cocktail in. They call those the whiskey grail, don't they? Yeah, that is, it kind of reminds you, you know, when you think of a grail, but truly a whiskey grail right there. Go check those out at Cruise Customs Flags. Purchase from this guy, veteran-owned, veteran-operated, making a veteran-built product. Hello, everybody. I'm Jim Shannon. And I'm Mike Hyatt. This is the Bourbon Road. Today, Mike, we're out at Jephthah Bend Farm. It's a Craft Distillery Monday episode. Yeah. This is a bottle that we picked up at the Southern Whiskey Society event down in Franklin, Tennessee. We did. This distillery was putting their wares on display there. We had a chance to taste a few things, and uh, they made sure we left with a bottle. Well, that's always nice when you go to an event empty-handed and you leave with stuff, right? Absolutely. We were we were loaded down. We were loaded for bear, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> you had to make several trips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this distillery is out of Denver, Colorado. Uh, this is Mythology Distillery. Um, they're known for their labels, really. Uh, their labels are pretty cool. Yeah, and the names are pretty cool, too, right? Yeah, uh, definitely for this one right here. You know I like it. You like it. We're both sitting here saying it uh, uh, several times. This is kind of the the label on this is like half a mountain man and half wolverine. Um, yeah. What would that be called? Half Mountain Man and Half Wolverine? Uh, Grizzly Adams? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Grizzly Adams comes to mind. Actually, the the, the guy on the label looks like Grizzly Adams. That's that's kind of our time. You know, I don't think a lot of people today even know that that was a show. Yeah. So this is the mythology Hellbear American Whiskey. Did you say hell bear? Hell bear. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those kind of boo rise, right? Yes. We know a couple of the distilleries are are making those or blending those. Uh, Fourgate, uh, we just tasted one of those. Um, High West has had one for quite some time. High West does, which did they have the original idea? Hell. Well, they got the name Boo Rai. Boo Rai. They own that. Yeah. So, so this is a blend of three different whiskeys, Jim. Uh, you got a two to three year old rye that's a ninety five five, um, which ninety five percent rye, five percent malted barley. You got and, and that should bring the bite, 
right? Should a little bit. Should okay. A little candy. candy two year old, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not quite candy at two though yet, yeah. is it? Two to three. Yeah. Uh, four year old bourbon that's sixty percent corn, thirty thirty six percent rye, and four percent malted barley, and then a five year old bourbon that's sixty eight percent corn, twenty percent wheat, and twelve percent malted barley. So two year old rye. A four-year-old bourbon and another five-year-old bourbon. A rye that, bourbon and a weeded bourbon. Rye bourbon and a weeded bourbon. But all three of those come together to make a two-year-old whiskey. Let's be fair about it because it, whiskey is always aged by the youngest spirit. Youngest spirit, yeah. So this is, even though it's a mixture of those other years, this is still a two-year-old spirit. Now, very recently, we had a two-year-old that was pretty darn good, didn't we? We have, uh, and I don't know, you don't know how much of each of these is in there. You'd like to think equal parts. And I don't know if that, just because of the youngest whiskey, I'd, you know, if there was three parts, then you would have to take the average of the three. Yeah. Um, so I would think there's three. Well, it'll be very apparent. Uh, my guess is it would be very apparent when we taste this whiskey, um, how much of that rye is in there. Because that's a prominent flavor, right? Yeah. We should be able to tell. We should be able to tell. And this is 90 proof. Comes in at about $53. Um, that's that's not bad, right? Yeah. It's a, it's it's not a cheap bottle they've used. They've certainly put a lot of money into the, into the design of the labels. But really, as we've said a million times, it comes down to the liquid inside. Yeah. You can put a beautiful label like they have on it. Um, you can... Lipstick on a pig, right? Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> this is kind of that old elk bottle... Uh, Wild turkeys, their master's yeah. keep bottle kind yeah. of yeah. Uh, style. I like this style, you know, um, especially old elk. So I'm I'm very curious about this. this is uh, we call it a golden honey uh, in the glass. Um, very it's, it's lighter than you know you might expect a four year old bourbon to look like, right? Yeah. A Kentucky yeah. bourbon. So yeah, I, th I would say golden honey is probably a good choice on the color of this. Can you get a two year old rye whiskey? Uh, is two to three years is you think that that's old enough for a rye whiskey because what rye whiskeys are quicker right yeah quicker it can be i think you can get a fine whiskey at uh, a fine rye at three years old sure maybe even at two i i don't i don't know i think that it does take a little bit of time in the barrel but uh, where they are in the rick, rick house what climate they're in what time you know what time of the year they're put in what time of the year they're pulled out i think it can have a big effect on it yeah I'd give a shout out to uh, Brandon Griffin. He's their Southeast uh, market manager um, for mythology. He's the one that handed us the bottle. Uh, shout out to you there, Brandon. Uh, we really do appreciate you giving us a chance to review this. All right. Well, Mike, what do you say we check out the nose on this? Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. It's got a real sweet sort of corn nose on it doesn't it i was gonna say big league chewing gum you know it has that corn starch all it over does. it does yeah. yeah 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 whenever you open up that big league chewing gum and it would be just chalky almost inside and sweetness to it yeah, a little bit yeah. of stone fruit we didn't know the exact mash bills right did we know how much barley's in this yeah, there is barley in each one of those. I mean, well, certainly there is some, but is there a reasonable amount? In that five year old, there's a 12% malt okay. barley. All right. I'm definitely getting like a stone fruit, like a peach or pear nose on it. 
Yeah, the more you, now that you've said it, I am getting that big league chew, cornstarch kind of, you know, like off the outside. But you always say Necco candies. And yeah. I think I was Necco's candies. And I was somewhere the other day and I found some and I bought them for you. And I was excited. I was like, Viv, look, there's Necco candies. And I bought them and I gave them to you. Did, yeah. you, did you eat them? No, not yet. I'm <laughs> hanging on to them for a special occasion. You got to watch out because some grandkids will get a hold yeah, of them. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm not sure if a kid today would even like them. Do you think? I don't know. They probably like, what is that? What is that? Yeah. You know, where's the chocolate? <laughs> yeah. I, maybe that little bit of that Necco candy. Um, I might even get some. Uh, oh, heck. What are they? They're chalky like that. Uh, not Starburst. Maybe that is what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. Starburst. Well, the fruit on this is really light, though. Very, very light. Not getting a lot of barrel influence on it. Maybe like an unripened peach. Yeah. Yeah. Like really firm. Real, just, real hard, firm yeah, peach. Yep. yep. Absolutely. I think you yeah. nailed it there. All right. Well, let's taste it. I tell you, I will say this. The nose has got me, want, has me wanting to taste it. So. Very interesting because they took that rye whiskey, a rye bourbon, and a weeded bourbon and put it all together. And I. And I don't know that anybody else has done that. Yeah. The, will the wheat play well with that? I mean, it does in a four grain. So. Now, is the weeded bourbon the four-year-old or the five-year-old? That's the five-year-old. Okay. Which would make sense. It does make sense. You would want to use an older one, right? Sure. Well, heck, Jim, let's stop Cheers. talking and drink. A bit of corn sweetness on that. Very, very, uh, I wasn't expecting how light it is. It's like light as a feather on your tongue. I mean, very, very light on your it tongue. It does sort of dance across the top of your tongue and doesn't really set in for any kind of an impact. Not what really? I was expecting. I need to take another sip and let it sit on the front of my tongue for a minute. I, I want to see if that pick up that wheat bourbon. Mm, I'm getting a little bit of that wheat going. Uh, I know listeners are going to get on me about this, but... Um, I don't know if you've ever taken some honeysuckle, one of the flowers, or or even some of the greenness off of it, and chewed on it. Uh, for some reason, I have. I've taken one of the flowers and chewed on it, and you get that little bitty light floral note there. Um, like you said, a little corn sweetness. Maybe like your you ever had a uh, cream corn? Oh yeah, cream corn. That sweetness of the cream corn. I'm trying to think what it is for me. It's a little bit. Um, so it's kind of funny when I when I held it on the front of my tongue, I started to pick up that sweetness. I let it roll down the sides of my tongue to the back, and that sweetness settled in on the back sides of my tongue. It's kind of interesting, but it doesn't have a lot, like a lot of old flavor. It's very light, kind of tiptoeing through your palate, right? Yeah, it's, like I said, like it's it's very like a feather. It just in. It's just a hint of spice on there. Ah, this would get me in trouble, Jim. I mean, you could yeah, this is, power this sucker down. This is this is like drinking sweet honey tea, but although you don't get the tea flavor in it. I'm just sort of trying to yeah. equate it to something that because it's very easy on the palate. It doesn't... Uh, I'm getting a hint of citrus, and you ever had, like, orange tea, Um Orange tea is not heavy on the tea. Uh, you put some honey in there in the wintertime, and I might get a little bit of that. Just 
that citrus, uh, it's like zest, citrus zest is what I'm getting on this. That That's the, the tingle of the spice I'm getting. Yeah, I mean, the, the rye does play a little bit, uh, but a very, not playing a huge role on this. So I get a little bit more of the corn. I, I, I think it's reasonably well done for what's in it. I will say this, it's not an overwhelming kind of flavor. It doesn't really give you notes that you can start picking out and saying, I like this, I like this, I like this. Yeah, you definitely couldn't mix this at, at all. Yeah. Um, this is a, let's sit down as friends, have a conversation, uh, and me and you can enjoy this whole bottle. Uh, I mean, that's what I'm afraid of. I mean, you would sit down with this bottle and probably within a very short period of time, you'd find yourself in trouble because it's gone. You stand. Well, you stand to try to stand up. <laughs> now, what was the proof on this? Again? It's 90 proof. Okay. Um, respectable. They yeah. didn't proof it down to 80. Would I have liked to have seen it at 100, 110, you know? Yeah. Uh, I would have. But, you know, you don't know how those flavors are going to play with that at that deal. I'd like to say I, I know what they're getting at it with this. Um, that, that citrus zest I'm getting, that corn sweetness, like I said, um, and maybe a lot of people have never had, you know, cream corn before I have, uh, I still enjoy it to this day. It doesn't enjoy me, but, um, that's just cause I'm getting a little older. Well, I mean, it's an easy drinker. It's an easy sipper. It definitely is not something that is going to, um, this is not a cigar whiskey. This is not going to make you think a whole long time about what's going on. I think it's pretty simple and straightforward. Uh, I think it's well done based on the components that are in it. I think our listeners would like to know why this is called Hellbear. So the story of the Hellbear Jim is a Colorado prospector ventured into darkness. In the mine, he heard a loud snap. Then he was fallen. In oh, a so he walked across a board or something and it broke. Yeah, it must have. He fell down in a, in a hole or something. Yeah. In a daze in the pitch black, he awoke, face to face with a unique creature, part bear, Part Badger. Resolved that today wouldn't be his last, he rose and followed the glow of the creature's eyes. The Hellbear guided the explorer to the surface, then vanished back into the mine. Well, at least he got him out of the mine. I guess it's a good Hellbear. I think he, that Colorado prospector had been drinking too much whiskey. It probably was. <laughs> it probably fell down in the mine, got lost for two days. His wife was upset. He didn't come home. He had to come up with a story. So he invented the Hellbear. And let me ask you this, Mike. Which would you rather face, honestly, a badger or a bear? Me personally? Yeah. Hmm. I would personally rather go ahead and face a bear. Because um, you can you can holler a bear off. Well, you, your death's probably going to be pretty quick if he's going to kill you. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you can, you can say, hey, bear, get out of here, bear. Get lost, bear. Get out of here. You know, badger. Badger doesn't care. It's just going to tear you up. It's just coming limb. at you, and you... It's probably not going to kill you. But it ain't going to climb a tree. No. <laughs> it's going to come after you. That's true. Yeah. I, you know, for me, this is a buy jam. I, I like different whiskeys. Um, you know, this kind of reminds me of getting into whiskey right here and getting something new, and you're like, wow, this is pretty nice. I would call this a spring or summer sipper. Definitely a warm weather drink and whiskey. <laughs> you know, there's there are whiskeys for seasons, right? We've talked about that a yeah. lot of times in the past. 
And this one definitely would play well in hot, hotter weather because it is kind of refreshing. I mean, it doesn't have a long finish. It doesn't stick around very long at all. It's kind of a medium to short finish. It doesn't have an, a, like too much Kentucky hug or Colorado hug, does it? No, it, it, I'm not getting a hug at all. That makes me wonder it was these sweet mashes that they were used. Um, you know, that'd be nice to know. We don't know which distilleries it came from. We could try to take a guess. I have no clue, though. Um, 20% wheat and a five-year-old. And I don't know. I wouldn't mind. I tell you what, this would be a good whiskey to take on a fly fishing trip to Colorado or pick up in Colorado when you're out there on a fly fishing trip. Uh, put it in camp. And when you're done fly fishing for the day and you get back to camp, sit down with a bottle of this and make it disappear. It wouldn't be hard to do. Yeah, to their credit, Jim, you know, you were saying that the mixture of all the whiskeys, right, uh, is still a two, would be a two year old. And to their credit, Right on a bottle, minimum two years old. So two things we can learn from looking at this bottle that the distillery did correctly. One is aging it properly based on the youngest whiskey. Yep. The other one is calling out the fact that it's an American whiskey rather than a blended bourbon or something like that. So very straightforward, properly labeled. Um, you know, they even, they even say, um, you know, where it's blended and bottled, right? Yeah, I mean, they took no shortcuts on this, I think. Uh, I love that about them, their transparency. Now, do they have a NDA with the companies they bought the whiskey from? They probably do. I probably so. Yeah. I think in most cases, that's a, that's a truth. I think they're allowed to say minimal information about where the whiskeys come from. But in this case, they just tell you what you need to know, which is, hey, they blended it, bottled it. It's got three parts in it. These are the mash bills. They don't tell you the percentages, but they don't need to do that, right? Well, you could, I think sometimes. I can tell that the rye, in my opinion, the rye is not like a major percentage in this. Um, probably not more than a third. You think? Probably less. I was thinking it, it probably is a third. Um, I, I was thinking it, hopefully there's like, I don't know how many bottles of this was. Uh, and this is released in 2021. We might be a little bit late to the game on this whiskey right here. But um, I'd had some of their whiskey, and, you know, I'm a fan of them. Um, I'm a fan of companies that are trying something different. This is definitely something different. You know, I can't say that I've had something like this before. Um, it's very nice, that citrus, that, you know, it's just – it's just different. That spring, that summer sipper that's is light enough to where I'm not going to be overpowered. We almost recorded outside today too, Jim. It was so nice. It's a really nice day today. And okay. the only thing, the reason we didn't record outside, I think there were cicadas in the trees still. Yeah. And they are just a buzzing. Well, this whiskey is a double gold candidate. So, uh, you know, it's labeled with a double gold award. So I think it, it definitely gets, has garnered some respect. At the judging table, 90 proof, Colorado whiskey, blended well, bourbon and rye blend, an American whiskey at 90 proof. Sips easy. I think you can't go wrong with it. You definitely can't. There's people charging uh, 30 more bucks for the same age stuff. Yeah, they are. And I think this is a fair price. It, it's not over the top. You, when you talk about price 
per years, you have to understand that some of the whiskey in here is older, even though mm-hmm. they have to label it as a two-year-old. There is some five-year-old whiskey in this. So uh, we not knowing the portions of it, I think that a $50 price tag is probably fairly reasonable. 53 I think you said, right? Yeah, $53. Yeah, That's not bad. I mean... You get to drink a little hell bear. A little hell bear. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it just goes with, I think, Denver, the mountains, prospectors, gold. I mean, uh, you know, we said this is kind of a golden honey. Um, you know, we got a little gold in the glass. Yeah. But here's the thing. I could sit down with you, Jim, and we could enjoy this entire bottle, have a great conversation, probably just pick it apart. Um, and say hey you know we talk about the hill bear you know and talk about badgers and talk about mountain men talk about grizzly adams i haven't thought about grizzly adams in a long time yeah me too it's been a while it has that's a a that's a man my size right there (laughs) (laughs) all right listeners so if you want to find out more about this uh hell bear american whiskey go to the mythology website and check them out i think that they've got a number of expressions that we have not had on the show yet yes sir maybe we'll get a chance to do that in the future Mike, where can people find us on the internet? Well, you can find us on TikTok. Uh, we're trying to put some videos on there. We're just two old guys trying to get it done. So uh, just remember, be patient with us. Video every month or so. That's how we kind of roll. Um, but give us a follow on there if you're on TikTok. Uh, we're on YouTube. Um, not a whole lot of videos on there. Every once in a while, pop a video up on there, too. Um, we're on uh, Twitter. Jim, you you run that Twitter account, right? Yeah, we don't do a lot there, but there's something. <laughs> it's mostly for us, Instagram and Facebook. Right? Instagram and Facebook. The main place you find us is on the uh, Bourbon Roadies. It's our private Facebook page or group. Um, like-minded folks, you got to be 21. You got to like bourbon or whiskey. And uh, you got to agree to play nice because uh, we don't tolerate any rudeness in there. We got three great moderators, Adam, Jason, and Drew. <laughs> Uh, they'll make sure you find yourself right out if you uh, can't play nice. You can't let somebody enjoy the whiskey they're drinking. So we do two shows every week. Every Monday we do a craft distillery episode like today's. We'll pick a single expression like Hellbear American Whiskey from Mythology. We'll we'll drink it. We'll talk about it. We'll tear it apart. We'll tell you what we think about it. Whether or not you should add it to your bar. Every Wednesday we'll do a full-length episode. We usually have a guest on, but sometimes it's just a couple of bottles or Mike and I chit-chatting. We always like to deep dive a subject, though, and get into detail on something that interests you. So make sure you check out both episodes every week. And Mike, what can they do to make sure they don't miss one? Well, listeners, you need to scroll up the top of that app, hit that check sign, that subscribe sign, that plus sign, whatever you have to do to make sure that app tells you, hey, these two jokers got a show that's come out today and you need to listen to it. And then you know what I'm going to say. Scroll on down to the bottom of that app. Hit that five-star review. Leave us some comments if you would, because you know what's going to happen if you don't. The big bad booty daddy of bourbon's going to come to your house, dragging the hell bear with him. You'll drink some of this mythology hell bear whiskey all night. Hopefully the hell bear stays calm. We That's what we hope. But by the end of the night, you'll damn sure leave us that uh, five-star review in those comments. But seriously, those comments, those five-star reviews, they open up uh, distilleries' doors to us. They get great whiskey in our hands, like this mythology hell bear uh, for us to review. Let you know, hey, what you should be drinking, what you should have on your shelf. We'd really appreciate it. And when you see us out in town, if you run into us into a liquor store, an event, or at a distillery, make sure you... uh 
come up and say hey to us. Introduce yourself. If you're a roadie, we'd love to meet you. If you're not a roadie, we'd still love to meet you. If you got an idea for a show, if you have an idea for a bottle or a distillery that needs to be highlighted, make sure you let us know. You can always hop on our website, thebourbonroad.com. we got a contact us page there. You can also send us emails. I'm Jim at thebourbonroad.com. He's Mike at thebourbonroad.com. Like we always say, probably the best way. Just hit up our DMs on Instagram. I'm jshannon63. I'm Big Bourbon Chief. We'll see you down the Bourbon Road. Bye.